Yo, welcome back to the Killer Sports Pick Podcast. We got your host here, Killer, my main man. Brown Jordan, what is happening? Nothing much, Brown. We got to get our mojo working. I'm on a streak, man. You're streaking today? Hit. Nice. Good for you, man. I, I was doing well, and I'm going backwards a little bit. I heard FanDuel got got hacked. That's the rumor. I don't know. They've been doing a ton of maintenance. And um, yesterday was uh, in pot. You couldn't get on all all day. And then, well, it came on later around, probably right around uh, six thirty p.m. And they uh, they compensated people if you you had a lineup you were unable to change it. So. I think that was nice of them. Yeah, I got to reach out to their uh, customer support department and let them know <laughs> I had about you know four hundred and fifty thousand dollars in my account. That's it. <laughs> they just got uh, to put it back in, and and we'll be square. Yeah, we'll be we'll be square. No, but uh, you know it's a little scary, especially with NFL football now with the COVID. Um, I don't know. People are afraid to do fantasy football leagues. I think the NBA, obviously, and the NHL are going to finish, but what do you think of the MOB and NFL? Um, I was a little scared for a while about the MLB with uh, the Marlins and St. Louis. Um, it sounds like they started to get a turn on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the NHL seems to be doing a lot better, um, yeah, than than a lot of just not even just you know MLB, but you know their rate of, of COVID is just really low. So whatever they're doing is working. Um, but I think MLB is traveling, um, and I think that may be the issue. I yeah. think these uh, the bubbles. Are, are are seeming to work better. Not the NBA is not really working as well, but I think they're going in and out a lot more freely in the NBA than they are in the NHL. Yeah, they're sneaking out and uh, doing their thing. But I don't know, man. This is uh, getting a little scary. But before we hop in anything, first I want to apologize. Our last podcast got cut short at the end due to hurricane winds. <laughs> Uh, and um, but we had good information. That was a great podcast. It was a ton of information. I hope you listened and got the most of it. But um, other than that, we're gonna shoot in with our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by New England Fleece, best fleece in the business. Call Mark with John and Pete, and let them know that Grounding Killer sent you. Also, episode one hundred and three. Brought to you by Gray Gear, Play Forever. What's yours? COVID. <laughs> so what we're going to do, we're going to go through the games. Uh, M- MLB, we're not going to set a lineup for today. We're going to give you an NBA and NHL lineup. The playoffs are started. Uh, it's always it already been an upset. Milwaukee lost to uh, the Magic. What a game. It was a great game. Um, this is what it is. It's, it's going to... We're gonna see a lot of a ton of great games here now. So 
before we hop in, oh, hold on. I have to get, was that my doorbell? Hold on. I think so. Is there? Uh, hold on. Who's this? Hello, everyone. Who is it? The greatest president that God ever created, Donald Trump. Hey! <laughs> oh, wow. What a surprise. What a surprise. I can't believe you made it all the way to the studio. <laughs> I'm also surprised that the studio has a doorbell. <laughs> We're the only studio with a doorbell. Uh, nice to see you, Mr. President. We got to get one thing straight. We're not a political show. We talk sports, okay? I fully understand. Awesome. What do you think about Ground Jordan? You're brilliant. You're handsome. You're rich. There you go. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I really appreciate it. So what about gonna... China? <laughs> what did you ask him? He didn't hear you. What is he? How does he feel about China? I love China. <laughs> That's great. China. There you go. So, uh, Mr. President, just sit sit by, and we're going to ask you some questions. And um, you just enjoy the show, okay? Thank you very much. That's really nice. Thank you. There we also, go. I just want to let the president know to follow us on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Kill a Sport Pick. There we go. What do you think about that? They've done so much to ridicule me over the years. No, <laughs> we're here to talk sports, okay? Part of the reason I'm here is that I know how to take a joke. Okay, see, he's ready. Trump. <laughs> Who's the best pitcher ever? Baseball. Trump. There we go. <laughs> so have have you got to listen to Damian Lillard's rap career? Me or the president? You. Oh. Yes. Uh, I don't know. I one song. But he's lighting the NBA up, huh? Yeah. So he's doing really well at basketball. And I heard about his uh, his rap name, Dame Dalla. Yeah. So I went ahead and looked that up. And uh, I didn't know I'd ever say this, but I found a rapper that Le'Veon Bell is better than. And that's Dame Dalla. Uh, it sounds like Dame Dollar. Yeah, it's terrible. So it sounds like somebody made the beats on like Windows ninety eight and just wrote down their thoughts on a paper in their basement and just got inspired and uh, probably paid a lot for it, you know, to to make that. But um, is it just him rapping? Uh, he's featuring a few other people in the songs, mostly one person in most of the songs, and then it's like two other people in, in one of the songs. Is it um, McCollum, Penny McCollum? Dame, Dame Dollar, and it's, uh, you know, I'll never get that time back that I spent listening to, to two of his songs. Uh, oh, I thought his song was I'll Never Get That Time Back. No, that's what they should be named, each of them. You'll never get this time back one. You'll never get this time back two. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Well, Leon Bell is actually better than somebody. Who was that, Thursday or something? Oh, Wednesday. That was his hit. Remember, I used to play it at the office. Yeah. Um. So that's enough about his rap career. Hopefully that doesn't continue um, <laughs> but I'm 
Uh, how do you feel about NBA teams or any team in any sport making the playoffs with a losing record? We dealt with this uh, a while ago when um, Seattle Seahawks had a losing record. I think they were 9-7. That's not a losing record, but they went in the playoffs and beat the Saints. It's just tough. It's tough because every year it's going to be – the way it's set up is, you know, you, you, it's based on each division. So if the East is weak and the West is strong, and during the year the West beats up on the East, you're gonna have those teams. But unless you integrate the divisions, playoff time, we're gonna just always have losing teams. So. You know how every sport's always talking about expanding the playoffs, expanding the playoffs. I think yep. a lot of that comes from want, you want more games so you get more fans, so you have more marketing money, you have more, you know, you're selling more. There's more money to be made if mm-hmm. you expand the playoffs, right? But I think that point where you need to stop expanding the playoffs is once you start having losing teams coming into the playoffs. I agree. Um both baseball and basketball, I think in playoffs, they should reduce the amount of games. Like, you shouldn't be playing the best of seven. I know baseball, I think in the beginning, they played the best of five. I think it should be best of five throughout. But you're right with um, – you're right. It's, it's, yeah, I agree with you. Like, if you're playing a 10 versus one seed game in MLB – there's no way the 10 seed beats the one seed. If they do, it'll be like that 100-year Cinderella story. Yeah, and I think sometimes that's what they're looking for. I don't know. It's it's just tough. Like it, you. I think they if we want to stop seeing that losing teams and with the uh, losing teams in the playoffs, we have that playoff time. It's it should just be one pool of teams. And say you want 12, you know, one to 12 best records in the sport. Yeah, I just, I'm not a fan. So when I see losing records in the playoffs, to me, it looks like a money grab. It looks like they're just trying to maximize the amount of games for the most money possible. Possibly. You just, you don't know. I always tell people playoff times is, uh, they have to sell beer, chips, and, and cars. So, you know, that possible. So, do you want to hop uh, into the uh, baseball for tomorrow? Yeah. So, off the top, real quick, news on baseball. St. Louis might be the best team. They because never they, have play. Like, they have the least amount of losses. They only have five losses. And they, they never also only have five wins. But if you're going off of the stat of which team has lost the least amount of games, then St. Louis would be number one. Kind of a weird fact, and it goes to show that they're going to have to get creative with how they do the playoffs at the end of the season, right? Yeah. the teams are all going to play a different amount of games, so they're going to have to go strictly off win percentage. So mm-hmm. St. Louis could end up beating somebody out of the playoffs who has 10 more wins than them based on their win percentage. So it's going to be weird. They don't have – they have Corona. They never play. 
<laughs> so it's it's I don't know. All right, so you want to? We'll break down uh, each game. Say who we like. Um, we don't like. We don't like the game. We can just skip it. Uh, if you have any picks for the game itself, we can give those in this section. Kind of similar to uh, what we did at the end of football season, yeah. and a little similar to what we did last year with baseball. So yeah. this will be brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel. Before we hop in, I got one quick question. Uh, Mr. Prez, do you believe Putin found the uh, cure to COVID? How's the situation in Russia? All right, whatever. <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> So uh, we have Toronto, Baltimore. Um, Tanner Rock versus Tommy Malone. I watched Tommy um, Milan or Malone. Early this year against Washington, he was throwing a fastball, fastball, off-speed pitch. He he had a good thing going until later in the innings. He's, he's not a bad pitcher. He doesn't have too many in his uh, repertoire. Uh, I I would see if I had to go away, I would use the Toronto bats. I, could, I would probably use both bats. Like uh, Hernandez is doing right well. Uh, uh, Gerchuk last night. He was low owned. I had him in a in a couple of rooms. He hit really well. Um, Biggio, he's hot. That's a guy I maybe use. Uh, on the other side, I can see myself using uh, Santander. He's a switch hitter. He's he's pretty hot, good batter. Good, pretty hot. Alberto's hot. Um, no Dwight Smith, Cisco maybe. This should be a high-scoring game. So I agree. I think this will be a high-scoring game. I would not in DFS use either of these pitchers. Um, even the Vegas doesn't know which way this is going to go. It's pretty close to even. It's a double-digit over/under. The bats I like in this game: Anthony Santander from Baltimore. And uh, Hanser Alberto from Baltimore. Yes, I'm with you. Those are two uh, great bats. I can see that that game just having a ton of runs. I wouldn't use any pitching. I agree with you. So let's move ahead to Philadelphia, Filthy Philly, and Boston. Uh, what? Arietta versus Kyle Hart. Kyle Hart has had one outing. He's the one I think it was against the Yankees. Wait, it was the other night. I remember because I saw the name Kyle Hart, and I was going Kevin Hart. Uh, I don't have it in front of me. He's, his one game, his ERA is really high. But uh, Arietta's he's one and two. He, he starts strong, and he ends up on the shorter end of the stick. He got a, you know, mid-range. ERA with 4.02. I like the real Moto. That's what I call him. He is hot right now. JT is killing it. Uh, definitely a bat. He prepped up to in FanDuel right around the 34, 3500 range. But he's a good bat to have tomorrow. Leading off McCutcheon. He hit, he's, he hit a home run the other day. I don't know. Uh, Bryce Hopper. He's going to be high, but he's a good bat to have against his uh, left-handed tomorrow night. Gregorius, he's unbelievable. He's doing well this year. 
Uh, on the other side, one guy I like from the Red Sox, a young player, he replaced uh, Betts, is Verdugo. Uh, for some reason, he's always finding himself on base. Really good bat to have. Um, other than that, the, you know, Martinez is going to be high. I, I, I don't know about using him. Bogat, he's a good bat. He's, he's going to be high. Kevin Pillar. He's not going to be high to left fielder, and he's a good right there. That's a good value pick. Uh, it being around the 2,000 range, but that's a great value pick right there. So Kyle Hart's pitched two innings this season. His ERA is 22.5. Wow. It's a little on the high end. Um, that game uh, is five days ago when Tampa Bay scored 17 runs against Boston. Yes. He pitched in that game. Uh, he pitched for two innings, gave up seven hits, seven runs, five earned runs. Uh, he gave up two home runs. So if uh, if you want to take that information and put it into the future, uh, it might be a good idea to stack up on some Philly bats in this game. Uh, Kyle Hart might come out fairly quick again. Who knows? Um, but his first outing there was uh, it was absolutely atrocious. Um, yeah. <laughs> so so it wouldn't be a bad idea to go uh, to go with some of these Philly bats. Um, what do you think about that? I'm a, I'm with you. I um like Segura. I'm stacking Philly. I even see myself with the first two games that we've seen. With Toronto hitting pretty well with the young bats, maybe um, nah, I, yeah, maybe stacking it, doing a Tor- Toronto Philly stack, but yeah, I'm definitely gonna. I have three in my lineup. Uh, Real Muto, I agree with you. I think he's a great Unbelievable. pick. This guy's price just keeps going up and up and up. He's gonna if he if he goes off in this game, which I think he will. You're going to see him hit 4,000, and this guy was like a $2,800 player last season. Maybe Yes, even in the beginning of this season. Yeah, yeah. His price just keeps going up and up and up, but he's killing it. He's batting 300. Uh, Didi is doing great in Philly, and Harper is actually kind of, you know, showing why they paid him at this point. He's 4,200. you got to try and figure is it worth the cost, but he, he's performing now. Agree. Um, he's he's earning the money. He's batting three sixty four, uh, and it's a lefty going against the lefty. So, yeah, I, I like Philly here. Boston is just in a tailspin at this point. St. Louis probably won't play. <laughs> That's a two twenty game. St. Louis, Chicago, and Chicago. No, uh, the seven mile per hour wind going in. I just don't know if they're going to play. Um, if they do, I can see this being like a 1 o'clock, 105 slate with these three games in it. Um, you got Flaherty, who's a great pitcher, going against Chicago. I would I would, I would, would use Flaherty in this game. Um, yeah, I, I see myself using Flaherty if they do play. Flaherty is great. That was the your only guy. thing is Chicago. I really like Flaherty, but I don't like the matchup because Chicago's doing very well right now. 
especially at home, and it's a home run ballpark. So, yeah. So Flaherty's a great pitcher, but I, I, the deck is stacked against him in this one. But when you look across, um, say if it's the one o'clock slate, we're limited. You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. You're right. It's a home run home run ballpark. Like Arietta versus Boston, or would you do a Flaherty against Chicago? I think I would do Arietta against Boston. I like I think Flaherty's a better pitcher than Arietta, but I just I'm scared that Chicago is gonna gonna hit some off of Flaherty. Like it could be one of his not yeah. so great games. Commander, what do you think? Then there's something wrong with you. You're certainly not very good. <laughs> That's his opinion. We told you. You're not a nice person. All right, all right. <laughs> That's his opinion, right? I'll do the next best thing. Okay, well, the next best thing, I think, is Flaherty. But uh, that-wise, we haven't seen much of these guys uh, from Seattle. You know, I like St. Louis, sorry. (laughs) Uh, Bader, that's my guy, the master Bader. (laughs) Uh, Carlson, Carpenter, it's just going to be tough. I haven't seen much of these guys. But on the other side, Alec Mills, 2-1. and Low ERA, I'm, I don't know. I'm not a fan yet. Um, uh, Schrober, my guy, I always use him. Hayward, another low money. He's going to be 2,000 range. Uh, Chris Bryant, I, I haven't used him much this year. I, I don't know. Uh, Rizzo's doing well. Baez, those guys. And um, that's all I see on this game. That's probably going to be the 105 slate. All right. What do you so, like in that kit? You might not like this, but I'm going to stay away from this game. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm staying away from it because there's too much uncertainty in this game for me. Yes. Um, because you have a great pitcher in Flaherty going against a great team of bats in Chicago, batting in a home run ballpark. And I'm not sure which way this one will go. Yeah. Um, so when there's uncertainty, in my mind, I tend to stay away from the game. So would you do a pitch Ariata stack this game? Because I think even – jump out of the DFS world real quick. Even a, a three-game parlay with uh, overs in these games, I, I like. I can see maybe the Toronto game is going to be eight and a half. Uh, the St. Louis – Chicago game might be nine and a half, maybe 10, depending on the win. Boston Philly is going to be between seven and eight and a half. So I don't know. I can see all three of these games being high scoring games. Uh, I, I agree with you. Definitely. I think, I think they will all be high scoring games. So let's say I was going to work a lineup um, off of these. I would go pitch Arietta. Uh, I would stack three Philly bats. I would stack uh, – no, Arietta. I think – can you stack four four bats with a pitcher? Four bats in a pitcher, yeah. So, okay, so I go um, Philly, and I would go four Philly bats, three Baltimore bats, one Toronto bat. That looks good. But it's one thing we have to note is the early Chicago-St. Louis game is only going to go seven innings, the new thing with the doubleheader. 
That's, I guess, another reason yeah. to stay away from it. All right, let's move on. Kansas Cincy, City. Cincy at Kansas City. Yeah. Um, Brad Kelly's killing it. I like him. Trevor Bauer is killing it. It's going to be a pitched matchup. Um, I'm staying away. 505. I can see maybe a uh, maybe this would be a five man versus a 505 and 520 games. They might have two a two uh, two game slate. 14 two game slate. But if they don't, um, if they do a five man, obviously I'll play it. But I'll stay away. It's, it just looks like a pitcher's duel. I'm gonna stay away from that. And I'm gonna stay away from the 520 Chicago. So I want to talk about one guy who he won me some money, like basically single-handedly this week. Is uh, Jesse Jesse Winker from Cincinnati? Oh yeah, good bat. So he's a uh, fourth right now in MLB batting average, three sixty-five. His price is still low. He's still flying under the radar. Uh, he scored me like forty-six and a half fantasy points last wow. week. And I think he was only like twenty-eight hundred on his price. Can't be so. That's a guy that while he's cheap and you can get him into your lineup, I would get him in your lineup while you can. There's a ton of value with Winker. Not a big name yet. I remember Winker last year. He was a guy I love to use. But you're right. Good bat. Yes, that's a good, good sneaky pick. So uh, you- then we'll jump ahead to the uh, the seven seven oh five slate where all the main games take off, and that's Cleveland at Pittsburgh is where we start. Uh, we start at Yank Tampa Bay versus the Yankees. Okay, well we can start there. <laughs> oh, are you seeing something different? Um, I think you're looking at today's slate. I don't think no. You're this is tomorrow's. This is tomorrow. Glassnow against Cole. Because Snell's pitching uh, tonight. Let me look. Let me look. I don't know. Yeah, I get what you're saying. We're looking at two different things, but we. we All got right, it. it's the same thing. All right, so we have Glassnow against Garrett Cole. Obviously, like Garrett Cole is going to be like 11 and a half. He's going to be a ton of money. So if you grab Cole, you're going to have to sneak in a uh, cheaper bat to the Yankees, which, believe it or not, the Yankees bats have been cheap because the two uh, high-priced bats aren't in right now. So I can see myself grabbing a Yankee, uh, grabbing Garrett Cole, grabbing a Yankee, (laughs) get in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! Um, oh man! Hold on! I gotta. I'm gonna... <laughs> all right, now I gotta. All right, Garrett Cole definitely uh, a bat that's been killing it. He's he's probably gonna bat lefty at the DH. Is Ford? You have to grab Ford. These guys are hot. Luke Voigt's hot. Uh, Touchman's hot. I don't know if this is. Uh, Tyler Wade might sneak in tomorrow. I don't know. Wade or Frazier. I would use any of the Yankee bats going against Glasnow. Is uh, Glasnow front-loading again this year or no? It looks like they're pitching him a little further into the games. Oh, yeah, they're doing that with Yabo too. So, but, um, 
that makes it kind of tough because what one little trick I like to do last year was if they only pitched an inning or maybe two is take the guy who relieved them yeah. and then six or seven because he was only like 4,800, maybe 5,000. You were able to get a cheap pitcher who's going to pitch six innings. Um, yeah. But now they're pushing these guys like three, four innings, and you can't really play that trick as much anymore. I agree. You're a tricky guy. But uh, on the other side of Tampa, if it was a bat I would use, I, I don't – Garrett Cole's tough, man. I would – maybe Meadows is hot. Meadows is hot. He's doing well. Uh, uh, Chow. But I don't see myself using any Tampa uh, bats tomorrow. So I really like a lot of guys on Tampa. I used Tampa a ton last year. My problem is it's not with Tampa bats. It's that Garrett Cole is arguably the best pitcher. So I would leave him alone this game. And I agree with you that you want to look for cheap New York bats um, because the lineup is solid all the way through. And they're all benefiting each other. You know, yes, they, yes. they string together. It'll be like sixth, seventh, eighth, or ninth. And they all of a sudden just bat through the entire lineup in an inning. And yeah, everybody yeah, benefits yeah. from it. So, um, yeah. don't. I, I'd stay away from the expensive guys. Go for the cheap guys in New York. All right. Do you want to move on? Um, Absolute, Chris. <laughs> Who do you have next, Ludacris? So... Next, at the, also at the 705 slate, uh, Cleveland at Pittsburgh. So over-under is nine. Cleveland's minus 169. They're pitching Aaron Savelle or Savali. Yes. I'm not sure. Is the E silent? I don't know. I've seen him pitch. He's okay. He's a good pitcher. He should. He's, he's kind of a safe play as far as a pitcher mm-hmm. because Pittsburgh Pittsburgh is four, four and fourteen. They're two and six at home, plus one fifty. So it's kind of a safe bet here for a pitcher. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know you're he's going to pitch. He's probably going to get the win. He's probably going to go six innings. He's going to get some strikeouts. Uh, you, you just know you're probably going to get around that forty point range. You should. That for me stretching it. I've been watching Pitt. I think their problem is their pitching. Um, Cleveland has the hitters, uh, one through nine. Uh, Leon, Sandy Leon, he played with the Red Sox last year, the catcher. He's catching uh, fire. Uh, Raz is good. Lindor speaks for himself. You're right. It it could happen that way. Um, But Pitt's not bad. You got Bell. Uh, Polanco's still there. Reynolds is a sneaky pick, but you're right. I, that's your safe play. I'm I'm not gonna argue with you on that one. So Cleveland bats have started out a little slow this season, and they're picking up. They're, but they're they're at, they're starting to pick up. So the prices on them are a little low because they didn't come out of the gate too hot. Yeah. Uh, so so I've been been kind of using them here and there to fill spots in my lineup. Uh, Lindor needs to get back to where he was last season. He was killing it last season. Him and Ramirez were amazing. Uh, but they're starting to pick the bats up there. And uh, I think it's only a matter of time until they start. Until they Definitely. Start 
All right, we can move to see if we have to think alike. So seven ten. There's uh, Mets at Miami. Oh, we're thinking alike. Here we go. Uh, De- here's another one. Degrom's gonna be probably twelve thousand dollars in Fanduel. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Mets have been exciting this year. I know they're ten and fourteen. Uh, one bet I love in the Mets is Smith. He he's on fire. Cano caught wind. He's been hitting home runs left and right. Alonzo hit two last night. Uh, they're going against Pablo Lopez. Miami, their pitchers usually go. I can see Pablo Lopez going five unless he's you know he's pitching a no hitter or something. Uh, I just see myself using Mets bats and in the ground for this one. So looking at the over under on this, I'm seeing it as seven and a half. Um, I, I assume that what they're thinking is that the majority of those runs will come from the Mets and not much from the Marlins, um, which, you know, the Marlins have had a pretty good record, you know, since yes. they've come back from the coronavirus. They're in first place, right, in their division? Um, I'd have to pull up the uh, – Pull up or pull down? <laughs> I'd have to pull up the standings here real quick. Hold on. Keep talking. I'll look it up for you. I'm I'm looking it up right now. I beat computer. you. They're right. in second to Atlanta. Second to Atlanta. nine and seven. You're right. With the coronavirus, they missed a few games. Yeah. So I mean, do you, I don't know if Degrom is going to be worth the price tag. Like that's that's the part is like sometimes they'll make the pitchers like kind of almost cost prohibitive. Yeah. To the point where you you put so much detriment to the rest of your lineup. This is what I do when you talk about like uh, Savali versus the Grom. You said, all right, Savali might Savali Savali with Savali. He might be worth forty points, right? Yeah. So I take a Degrom and Degrom. He, you know, he's gonna get you. He's gonna get you fifty. I've seen him do sixty. He's yeah, gonna I get you sixty. Say again. I, I agree. I think fifty to sixty. So what I do is I uh, let me see the ground. What I like to do is I, I see if I can find a guy like a sleeper, a low money guy. So the ground's last three has been thirty three, fifty two, twenty eight. And they've been, a, you know, my last time against Miami, Miami hit him well last time. He gave up two runs. He didn't, he had six strikeouts. But uh, what I do is I see if there's a sleeper that can make up those points. So maybe I grab a Savelle at whatever price range you bet, 7000 you know, because you're right. DeGrom was 11-2. He's 11-2, you know, that, once you get a guy that high, it's tough to make up the rest of your lineup. Yeah, and, and I got to – sometimes I, I agree with you. Is I, I start to look at, like, what are you paying for? Are you paying 3000 for 10 points? And, and I don't, I'm not okay with that because I wouldn't, I wouldn't be happy with paying for a $3,000, you know, batter that only yeah. gives 10 points. I want the upside of more than that. I agree. 
Mr. Uh, Trump, what do you, what's your take on uh, the ground? And I made a lot of money in Atlantic City, and I'm very proud of it. Here it is. So, all right. Uh, so, do you like anyone from the uh, Milwaukee, uh, Minnesota game? Oh, I'm sorry, I skipped over Washington and Atlanta. Uh, Washington, Atlanta. Say, um, Fetty's a good pitcher. I could, I would stack uh, Washington. The other night, last night against Atlanta, uh, Washington had a total breakdown in the last inning, gave up four runs, and, and they got crushed. Um, the usual guys on the on uh, Washington side, Turner, Eaton, uh, Cabrera's been doing well, Soto, Dames had a good night. Um, on the Atlanta side, if I use anyone, it's going to be uh, Donato, my favorite, Ozuno. And I can see them even putting Duvall in. That's probably the most I'd do from that game. That sounds good. Yeah, so Washington just has bats that are just going off right now. Um, yeah. And Atlanta is, is performing very well as a team. They actually have a pretty big run, one of the biggest run differentials in the league right now, um, which I think is a pretty good indicator of how well they're doing as a team. And then they also have a lot of injuries at the same time while they have a great run differential. Yes. You're a smart so, guy. <laughs> I pretend. Uh, all right. So then at 810, we got Detroit at uh, White Sox. Um, are you a fan of this game, though? I meant to do a tagger, but I, I totally. <laughs> oh, I am a fan of this game. Last night, I, uh, I've been stacking. The White Sox, like the Tim Anderson, Monacata, uh, E5, hasn't been doing well. He dipped, but uh, Jimenez is killing it. I don't understand why he's batting so low in the uh, lineup in Abreu. Uh, Detroit isn't bad. They're 9-11, doing much better than what they usually have done. But uh, you have two guys. It looks like two guys brought up. I don't know anything about these two guys. But uh, what is this game? 8-10? And, you know, I can see myself in an express slate. Maybe to, to do an 8-10 express four games, two, um, two games, four teams. Yes, I would definitely have White Sox in it. Stack. Right. No pitcher. No pitchers. Okay. So next 8-10 game, we got Milwaukee at Minnesota. Why don't you go on this one? <laughs> So I haven't used guys from from these teams uh, this year, not not very much. I think I've used a little bit of Minnesota bats. Um, this game, it, I know Brett Anderson's been doing all right, um, but Minnesota has a great home record playing at home uh, in this game. They're ten and two at home. Um, so I, I would go with a few Minnesota bats. Uh, in, in this game, uh, even though they're pitching against Brett Anderson, he's kind of a, I guess, a middle of the road pitcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I guess if, if I had to pick some Minnesota bats out of this game, I'm a big fan of of Kepler. Good, uh, yeah, I think he 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 has a lot of value for his price usually. Um, Cruz, depending on his price, sometimes he's very expensive. Um, but he always has that potential to go off for those 30, 40-point games. Um, well, 
Cruz been hot. Kepler's kind of, you know, I like Kepler. I was a big fan. He was another 2000 guy, 2000 price. Um, did I cut you off? Well, I guess the last thing I was going to say, another cheap guy that I like from to use from Minnesota is Mitch Garver. Yes, those bats. They have Garver. They have Cave. Those cheap bats. Garver's going to be 2000 Uh This lineup is talented up and down. Like, uh, you're right, Garver. Polanco's been hitting. Cruz. Santos coming around. Rosario is hitting. Kepler is – he started off hot. He's tailing a little bit, but he's still – He's still dangerous. Um, on the other side, Yelich is struggling. Herrera is a guy that that's doing well. If there's anyone on the Milwaukee side I would use, it would probably be Braun and Herrera. And um, any any bat from even Buxton. Buxton had a two home run game this year. Any bat from the uh, Minnesota would would benefit you. Yeah, I, I I almost skipped over Cave. I'm happy you mentioned him because that's another one of those guys. You turned me out to him last year. Yeah, he's under 3,000, and he has some of these games where he just goes off. Like when they're going against bad pitching in Minnesota, I like to go for these sub-3,000 guys who they don't get a lot of recognition. Their prices don't go up, but they can go off there. And, yes. and it saves you money compared to like the Sano's, um and uh, Sano's, Polanco, um, some of these guys who cost a lot of money. Yes, I agree. Um, so next we got Houston at Colorado, 840. Here we go. We're going to be in Colorado, home run city. I wouldn't pitch anyone here. Uh, I would stack both teams. 840, you could do, I don't know, maybe they'll do an 840 Express, but I'll do a lineup in a main slate. Some, now they make it impossible sometimes for you to stack the whole game. Like the cheapest guy last time was uh, Tapia, Tapia. He was 25. Every other guy was $3,000. But outside of the stack, um, I wouldn't use any pitchers. Maybe use Blackman. McMahon's doing well. Trevor Story's doing well. Um, I would. I wouldn't use any anyone in the. Uh, I wouldn't use any pitches. I agree, and I've also noticed that the games that you want to stack, like if you if you see it as an obvious stack, they price it so you just can't do it. Uh, yeah, especially the entire game. Uh, it, it's nearly impossible now. I think they they kind of caught on to what people were doing with that. Um, so there's only a couple Houston guys, you know, that I would that I would even play right now. They've they've kind of struggled some of their big stars from last season um, without the trash cans. Yeah, uh, but I do like uh, Guriel and Bregman. Again, they're expensive. And then over on the Colorado side. Um, you know, typically Arenado does better than Blackman, but this year Blackman is just putting up the numbers. Um, I've used him a ton, and he's just been super consistent uh, in the 20s and 30s. So uh, he's one of the leaders in hitting right now in, in baseball. So I like Blackman, but again, you can't stack either of these. You just got to pick pick guys you like. So Bregman, Guriel, Blackman, Arenado. If you want to stack, that's really all you can do. I agree. Um. 
At 9-10, we got Texas at San Diego, uh, low over under seven, probably the lowest. I think it's the lowest of the day so far. For the over-under is out for that game? Uh, yeah, not a lot of them are out for tomorrow. This one is. There's probably like one place that's that's putting up a number for it that they're going on. Um, so, so seven, because you got Paddock pitching for San Diego. Paddock is a great pitcher. And you have Lance Lynn. Um, I would use uh, Tatis. Uh, Tatis, am I saying it right? Fernando Tatis Jr. He's he's hot. He's actually the home run leader in the um, MLB. Uh, you have Profar, who, who hit a home run today. Will Myers is hitting. Uh I see definitely it's going to be at the uh, – this is going to be on the um, after-hours slate. I- I'm stacking them. I'm taking my – they're a hot team. They're 12-12. and 12. They're up 6 nothing right now, and they've been playing really well. I'm stacking I'm stacking San Diego. I'm testing them. So not only would I, would I take Tatis, um, I don't know if I'm taking Machado yet at this point. He's got to show me something this season. Um, to to be worth the price, um, but other than Tatis, um, I like uh, Trent Grisham a yes, lot. Good bat. Um, he, Hosmer been doing well. Sorry, <laughs> Hosmer. Hosmer. I like Hosmer. What did I say? Um, yeah, yeah. And then it looks like Myers might be injured. Um, Just hit a home run. Yeah, it says he's sidelined. Uh, I would check on that, but I, I like Will Myers if he's in. I'm, I'm looking forward to Tommy Pham coming back from from DL or IL because uh, he's one of the leaders in stolen bases, even though he's out right now. Um, and then you know Machado, if he's three thousand, you know, or three thousand, you know, it's worth it. He's going to pick up at some point, and he always has that kind of threat to hit a home run. But those are the guys bats I like from San Diego. And uh, I would use Paddock in this game. You know, it's a very low over-under. Paddock's a great pitcher. There's not a lot of risk in this with a lot of upside. Is that your your mind? I mean, is that your head or your heart? It's probably a lot of heart in there. <laughs> I like Paddock. I used him. Um, those San Diego bats are hitting. They look good. Uh, I'm with you on that. All right, so after that, one of the bigger games, uh, you know, for for TV purposes, we got Dodgers at Seattle at 9.40 Eastern time, Uh, 9 o'clock over under. Dodgers, minus 256. They have the biggest run differential in baseball (laughs) by far. Uh Oh man! So you have uh, Urias against Tehran Walker. I haven't watched much of Walker, but Urias is sick. Good pitcher. You can go any way you want with these Dodgers batters because every night there's someone. Seager's night was uh, last night. Mookie's was the night before. Use anyone you want. If you know, on the other side of Seattle. If you have to stick in like a low money bat, I would use uh, 
they don't show him in the expected lineup, but uh, Vogenblatt, that guy is unbelievable. Good bat. Uh, Dylan Moore, low-owned guy. Kyle Lewis, last night I used him. Uh, he gave me some points. Uh, Seeger. But I'm not sticking these guys in unless I have to put someone in to uh, to, to uh, save money. Um, so I like uh, – I think it, it might not be a bad strategy uh, to to take Urias as your pitcher and then also stack as many cheap Dodgers bats on here as possible. They're going to put up runs in this game. Uh, you're right. It's just a matter of who does it. Um, but if you want to stack the team and, you know, kind of play off of other guys on the team who may do well, you get the chief guys on base um, and they're going to benefit. They're all going to benefit each other. So so I do like the, the process of stacking cheap Dodgers here. And uh, and, you know, your eyes is going to get the win, you know, like 90 Five percent probability he gets the win here, so you get those added points on top. Um, yeah. Next, we got Arizona at Oakland. It's uh, eight and a half over under. Um, Oakland's minus one sixty nine. They're actually they're doing very well. Sixteen and seven, uh, nine and three at home this season. Yes, Oakland's coming at their uh, surprising. Uh, these two pitches, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not big on. Um, in terms of the bats, Calhoun, Arizona's big, good batter. Um, Walker has been doing well. One of the guys I love, and I haven't been able to use him much because he hasn't done much. Perota. Some of the, I don't know. I hate staying away from him, but I have to. But uh, on the uh, Oakland side, the. Um, I like Kemp. He's going to be low money, low owned. Uh, Chapman, he's probably going to Grossman. Those guys are going to Connor, Simeon. I like the, the whole Oakland side. They've been hitting hard. So, yeah. So in, in this game, I really like some of these like low three thousand, high two thousand dollar guys. So you're looking at Canna, Grossman, Loriano. Um, if he's not injured. I like Piscotti. Um, it looks like he, he's going to be out. Sometimes Chris Davis sneaks into a low price point. Um, oh, God, he's right now. So, so those are kind of the four guys that I that I tend to target from Oakland um, when you're looking for some value when they're you know kind of at that three thousand or lower range. There we go. And then last. Um, game of the night 9:45 there's angels at san francisco um this is not a good ballpark for home <laughs> runs no it but what you might have to turn on is akudo who i screw his name up he uh he throws hard maybe you know you got a 12 mile per hour wind going out it isn't a park I don't know. Do you get Trout for forty five hundred, or do you stay away from him here? So, I, there's some bats in Anaheim that I really like, and then there's a couple guys on San Fran um, that are that are hitting well, like high high um, averages right now. But 
I don't I tend not to like games in San Francisco. They typically are low scoring games in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So because of that, there are some other games that I like a lot more. So for me, I'm staying away from this. I'm with you. Uh, one guy that is hot is uh, Radon. Uh, Radon, he's hot. Yastrzemski uh, on the other side, he's doing well. Longoria's doing well. Brandon Belt is on a tier, but I'm with you. Stay away. Do you want to hop to our uh, NBA lineups real quick for tomorrow night? Yeah, you, you, you give uh, give your NBA. I'll give my NHL. Okay. And- out of here <laughs> we're out of here so i'm doing this is for the uh this is for tomorrow it's going to be the um main slate it starts at 1 30 at bubble ball so i'm gonna i'm gonna um i'm gonna have uh seth curry starting at my point guard low money um i'm gonna follow up with uh Murray with Denver. You got to go with Lukic. He's been killing it. Um, I know Mitchell had a big day, but I'm going to um, go with Levert and my shooting guard. Uh, I'm going to go with Angles at the small forward. Harris at my other small forward. Tatum at the uh, power forward. It's not, it's not leaving me with much money, but... Uh, I'm going to round it out. I was trying to get Porter, but uh, I'm going to round it out with Ibaka and Majanovic at my center. Nice. No Embiid? You couldn't afford Embiid? All right. So I have my uh, NHL lineup to run through real quick for – Wednesday at noon. Uh, make sure you guys get your lineups in early. Don't wait until the end of the workday. So <laughs> at center, I'm going to take Horvat from uh, Vancouver. Next center, Kadri from Colorado. Uh, low price guy, 5,800, kind of flies under the radar. First wing, I'm going to take Miller from Vancouver. Second wing, Oliver Bjorkstrand from Columbus. I'm really proud of myself for pronouncing that right. No, Another guy only 4,700. Um, he has some low games here and there, but uh, his minutes are really high. Um, so he always has that potential. Next wing, Jaden Schwartz from St. Louis. Only 5,900. He's got a few games in the 20s in the playoffs. Um, last wing, Tavo Teravainen from Carolina. Um, pretty consistent player. Uh, putting back numbers in the teens. First defenseman, Dougie Hamilton from Carolina. Um, Very um, productive, uh, very stable, and high minutes in the 20s. And then my last defenseman, Shea Weber, probably one of the bigger names in in hockey for defensemen. Um, He's had some great games so far uh, in the 30s and the 20s. Always, always high production from him. And then at goalie, they're not set yet. So go back and check this and make sure. Um, but at this point, I'm going to take James Raymer from Carolina. 
Now, if he doesn't start, start the other Carolina goalie. But again, make sure you check it Wednesday morning. Set it and then check it Wednesday morning before to make sure you're not starting a goalie who isn't actually playing. There we go. What do you say, Ground? We out? Thank you for listening. Check out our Twitter, Instagram, at Pick. See you next week. Take care. Have a good one.